from Hollywood, California, it's Sean's Sports Show. Tonight's starting lineup at guest, hailing from Seattle, Washington, Andrew Slater. Coaching Sean Sports, it's Coach T. And I'm Humboldt's favorite sidekick, Cornell Reed. Now please, give it up for Bethlehem, Pennsylvania's own, your host, Sean Green! Welcome to Sean's Sports Show Sweet 16 Edition. I was actually out in Las Vegas for the first two days of March Madness, and it lived up to its name. Because uh, honestly, it's pretty insane to get up at 9.15 and start slugging whiskey gingers while betting hundreds, possibly thousands of dollars on kids who aren't old enough to rent a carpet shampooer. <laughs> Gambling on college basketball, it's particularly crazy because the way the spread is and the intentional fouls at the end of the game, it almost always comes down to free throws, which are never easy. They're always hanging there for a second and then rimming out. They're called free throws, guys. They have the name free right in the title. I can hit 55% of my free throws, and I suck, all right? <laughs> I, Sean Green, fucking suck at basketball, and I can still hit around half of my free throws. I was telling this to a cabbie in Las Vegas. He got really scared. I was like, what country are you from? Come on, you know about free throws. He's like, yeah, free throws. <laughs> Now you make me practice every day? Give me hundreds of thousands of dollars? I may get up to 60%, okay? <laughs> the great thing about Las Vegas, and there's a couple great things, is however much of a degenerate you think you are, there's still always someone there upstaging you in your degeneracy. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the sports book. I got all these bets going, drinks going. I'm packing some Swedish chewing tobacco into my lip when I notice a woman in front of me. And uh, I was able to snap a photo of her. And uh, there you go. You can't see it from this angle, but uh, she's actually holding her infant that she's bottle feeding. <laughs> Listen, I love sports too. <laughs> you know who loves the sports book? Babies, come on. <laughs> Get some of that secondhand smoke and recycled air in their tiny baby lungs. That's what they want. Don't judge this mom, okay? Her baby just wanted to see the last leg of his 14 parlay. This is a great mother. Normally, if you bring Pedialyte to Vegas, it's to fight a hangover, not to actually keep your baby hydrated. <laughs> there were a bunch of uh, big upsets so far in the tournament. I don't know if you guys saw. Number one seed, Virginia, lost to number 16 seed, UMBC. Yeah, exactly. It's the first time it's ever happened in a college basketball game that the one seed lost to the 16 seed. And I was watching the game. I had a moment while I was at the sports book. I'm watching this gigantic upset, historic upset. I'm like, wow, I'm literally witnessing history. And I didn't bet on it. Sean, you're such a loser. You could have been involved in history. Then my entire, my entire night's ruined because I'm instantly obsessed with figuring out how to time travel so I could go back and bet on UMBC. Spent way too much thinking about time travel. Honestly, like Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl, not enough for old Sean Green. I'm also kicking myself for not getting in on that 20 to one action on UMBC. It's never enough. But uh, every March Madness, storylines emerge. Characters come out. A uh, big one so far, this tournament is Loyal of Chicago and their biggest fan, Sister Jean. 
We actually got a photo of Sister Jean. And yeah, she's exactly what you'd imagine a Sister Jean looks like. She's kind of their team mascot slash good luck charm. She's been getting a lot of TV, uh, a lot of TV time. She's become this overnight sensation. And listen, whenever someone becomes famous, there's going to be some haters, OK? <laughs> That's right, Sister Jean Blowback. Uh, a radio host tweeted this out the other day. We could bring that up. That's right. <laughs> Fuck Sister Jean. <laughs> Signed, everyone. Oh, man. Nothing like telling the nun to fuck off on social media to get everyone pissed at you. Everyone was so outraged. You're like, what kind of man tweets out at a 98-year-old woman? A radio DJ. That's the kind of man. Are you kidding me? Also, if you've never thought about cursing at a nun, then you've never attended Catholic school. <laughs> and you're probably much better off. Am I siding with the radio DJ? Yes, because I've said and thought much worse about nice people while watching sports. I prayed to God for snipers to kill Troy Aikman. So yeah, I get where this guy is coming from. Sister Jean is a 98-year-old basketball fan, all right? She's been around for a while. She's seen some shit. She's going to be OK. Honestly, the most shocking part is that with all this media attention, this 98-year-old has managed to avoid saying something super, super racist. <laughs> Give it up for Sister Jean, guys. No, no racial thing has, has come out as of tape time. <laughs> Watching March Madness, it's extremely exciting, right? However, it can also be extremely tough emotionally, especially if you're like me and the team you had winning it all, Arizona, gets knocked out literally hours into the tournament. So instead of keeping my pain to myself and bottling it up, I decided to document my journey. Let's take a look. We were supposed to be together forever. It's just not fair. Yesterday you were here and today you're gone. It just can't be. My bracket can't be over. You paid a kid a hundred grand, you can't even get out of the first round? This is the most embarrassing thing to happen to Arizona sports, and that's saying a lot considering the Cardinals just signed Sam Bradford. <laughs> Fuck you, Arizona. I can't stay mad at you. Please, God, I'll do anything to have my bracket back. I'll go to church every Sunday when football isn't on. What more do you want, God? <laughs> it is better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Whoever said that never lost a buffalo. Well, could have been worse. Could have had Virginia. And that shit was hilarious. Welcome back to Show on Sports Show, the only sports show whose host once knocked out a guy's tooth in a rec league basketball game. <laughs> I'm here with a longtime pal filling in for John Huck, Cornell Reed. Give it up for Cornell. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Cornell, you were actually uh, on my team. You're on my rec league basketball team. You were actually yeah. at that game. Walk yeah. as an outsider. I kind of I got caught up in the emotion. There was, well, I guess I got emotional, but he got the other guy got really emotional. Yeah. I I was trying to pry the ball out. I listen. I knocked his tooth, and then he freaked out. He started breaking the bench. Give us an outsider's perspective. Yeah, well, you were, see, <laughs> this is the thing, is you've gotten more coordinated. Most people lose their athletic ability the older they get. You've gotten more athletic Thank you. Thank you. in your 30s, which is impressive. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, because yeah. I, I didn't play basketball at all in, yeah, in high school. Was, um, gay for a long time. <laughs> Back when it was cool to say it was gay. Yeah, back when it was <laughs> hip and popular. It was yeah. a different time. Like in 90s friends. You know? Exactly. Yeah, Calling yeah. everything gay was completely, ex <laughs> it, I dare say encouraged. <laughs> so yes, I had a weird take on basketball, but then I fell in love with basketball. Cornell was a part of that. We got on the rec league basketball team, and you're right. I was horribly, completely uncoordinated. I still pretty much suck, but I've gotten slightly more coordinated. Yeah, I remember the guy, I remember the play, like it was yesterday. The guy yes. had the ball up here. He just got a rebound. He's kind of on the elbow, and he's looking to outlet to someone. And Sean comes up, and he's trying to pry it out this way. <laughs> he's, like, standing in front of him trying to go like this, and then just comes down with the elbow right on the guy's tooth. And, um, yeah, he's lost his tooth. And he said, uh, you know, a series of expletives. Yes. He was really mad. Yeah, directed at you specifically. Like, yep. what the hell are you doing? What? Yeah, no was, one plays basketball like this? There was a lot of questions. I didn't have a lot of answers. <laughs> there was some talk of me buying him a new tooth. I don't, don't honestly don't know what, what happened with the tooth talk. I feel like we kind of fell out of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, quite the wild. Tons of blood. And uh, yeah, but I got it. I got it back later on, a few seasons ago, when I got elbowed in the uh, head and broke out pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so you were bleeding really bad in that. What goes around comes around. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a crazy amount of blood. So the important thing of rec league basketball is just to watch out for the blood. All right, Cornell. Big part of uh, March Madness is watching the games. If you work in an office, you're on your computer while you're at work. Now, uh, CBS knows this is a problem that you're, you're going to watch the games. So they, they created this uh, thing called a boss button. Basically, you're watching the video of the games, and you just hit this boss button. A screen comes up, and it looks like you're actually working. We have a, we have a sample of a, of a boss screen. I think it's this year's. See? You come up. Oh, hey. If you're a boss walking around, you're just like, oh, he's getting... Uh, writing a spreadsheet on office etiquette. Some reason it's sponsored by PlayStation View. But <laughs> hey, he looks like he's working. Ooh, stress management, filing a formal complaint. That's a great boss screen. So the boss looks at it, he keeps walking, he, he finds a guy watching the, the Virginia game. So they have these boss screens. What, what you don't un realize or don't understand is that uh, this, this boss screen takes a lot of first drafts. And I was actually able, I have an inside source at CBS, I was able to get these rejected boss screens. So here we go. Let's take a look at some rejected boss screens. These are screens that, when you throw them up, are going to do more damage than good. All right. <laughs> Let's take a look at our first rejected boss screen. OK. It looks good. <laughs> then you read it a little closer. Drugs used during my shift. Co oh, my god. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> A, a rare Jankum reference. What is Jankum? I have no idea <laughs> it's, what it uh, is. Google Jankum, kids. 
non-medical marijuana. They felt like he had to specify this is not for medicinal purposes. And 34.5%. Cornell, what's, a, what's an average workday nitrous-wise? That seems high. That does seem high. I mean, especially between four different drugs. You're relying mostly on the nitrous? Listen, again, you, I, I, I get why this one was rejected, OK? Yeah. Let's take a look. Boss knows you're losing a lot of brain cells at your shifts. Save those for the spreadsheets. All right, next up, this is our uh, next rejected boss screen. Let's take a look. Okay, it looks, it looks good on the surface. It's a chart that looks official. Percent of workday spent masturbating. All right, uh, he you starts out. I will say about this one, it's realistic. Cornell <laughs> <laughs> immediately, immediately had that thought. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you bottom out Thursday. <laughs> Ramp it into the weekend. And, and listen, I mean, I don't think anyone's upset at Friday. That's <laughs> TGIF for a reason, you know what I mean? TGIF. <laughs> All right, next up, we have a couple more of these uh, rejected boss screens. Let's take a look at our next rejected company Wi-Fi use, online gambling, OK? <laughs> Beanie Baby scam. Feels like a dated reference. Watching Sean's sports show. You could do a little bit more of that. And then uploading pornography, the always the always scary one. He's not downloading. He's creating it and putting it out there <laughs> on the company Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'd be more worried about the pornography he's creating to upload yeah. during the work hours, <laughs> more so than the stuff he's uploading. This guy's doing it all. All right, next <laughs> up. Why would you make a graph of that? <laughs> Again, it doesn't. That's why I was rejected. You will yeah. not see these in the boss screens. Yeah. This uh, next one, personal favorite, endangered species I plan on eating at lunch. It's not, this does not go well with uh, animal activists. The bald eagle wings do sound tasty. Uh, fuck it, the zookeeper even made it in. Different, different. Uh, I guess the zookeeper's not endangered, but maybe he will be if he keeps getting eaten. You know what I want to know is the people whose job it was to make these graphs. Yes. What do they look at oh, when wow. they're watching March That's Madness? That's an inception of boss screens. <laughs> right? Yeah, because if you're at CBS, obviously you're gonna be wanting to watch the games. If you're at CBS and you're supposed to be making more boss screens, <laughs> right. you're not gonna fool your boss. He's the guy who came up with the boss screen. Wow, my brain's in a crazy loop. All right. Last, our last final rejected boss screen. Let's take a look. Second quarter goals for team. And it's, it's to do the boss's wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm really proud of the do me you stud uh, cartoon character. And her leg is like kind of spread open too. Yeah, look it. He's, uh, it's showing consent, Cornell. <laughs> Which is a real big issue here. And uh, yeah, then the, and the like, yellow arrow makes it look like it's like kind of a pee play, water sports <laughs> type of thing. Is that R. Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wonder what R. Kelly's boss screen looks like. All right, guys. Enough of the boss screens. Our next guest, he's a boss on the stand up comedy scene. You've seen him on the Conan O'Brien show. Please give it up for Andrew Slater. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. For now. Yeah. Andrew, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have two thoughts sure. so far. Yes. One, 
Whose grave did you film that? <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. You're okay. like putting a cigarette out on somebody's grandmother. Like a what World War II veteran gets a basketball. A You're way off. He was a World War I veteran. <laughs> and uh, yeah, listen, I did feel bad briefly. And then, hey, we got to get the sketch. The show's. Yeah. The show must go on. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want your grave to be used in a okay sketch for a streaming comedy show, you don't get buried in Hollywood forever. Now, <laughs> granted, when he died in 1914, serving America overseas, he wasn't aware that that would be a possibility. But listen, that's on the family. Uh, <laughs> you should have the foresight to realize yeah. it would be an online sports show. <laughs> that's what he fought the Kaiser for. Exactly. He killed Krauts that one day literally have me mind boxing out someone. <laughs> Again, he probably died before the invention of basketball. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. But, uh, yeah, the no. second thought yes. is uh, when you were playing basketball and you knocked somebody's tooth out, yes. was this a, like a comedy league? Yes, it yeah. was. So I absolutely sympathize with the guy who had his tooth out because he clearly does not have any insurance. No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, That's always... a big deal in comedy. Like, I played pickup one time and we a, a guy's nose broke. Yes. And you would have thought, like, and it was all comics, you would have thought somebody's child died. <laughs> like, like they're like, you can't handle he's it. He's going to have to move home. He can't, <laughs> he can't survive this. There's no way. Financially, you're ruined. Right. That's how you also, know. for the record, we all sympathize with the guy who does the Good point, yeah. Even Sean. No, but I was like, Sean's poor elbow. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I knew I had uh, kind of messed up because I, no one on my team was like great defense. <laughs> it, was all, it was all a lot of please relax. <laughs> I go, I was trying to hustle, show intensity. What do you want from me? Yeah, I'm like, trying to win over a coach who's not there. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I've hustled bread into me, man. Yeah. I have the heart of Rudy and the elbows of Rudy, I guess. I don't know. Now, Andrew, uh, yes. you're a big Seahawks fan. Yeah, what, what's going on, real quick? What's going on with the Seahawks? They look to be unloading their dynasty yeah. that they kind of had. I think we're getting back to, uh, to the roots. I, like, you know, <laughs> the roots of not making the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I think we're, we're going we for that 30-year period of total. Uh, no, I think that... Like Pete Carroll's college coach yes. before when he had a success was like a big college coach at USC and then uh, and then I've heard things like Sherman other guys say like you know after four years you hear the real rah rah pump up speech so many t he's like out of stories yes, so he's got to exactly. just cycle you keep <laughs> Russell Wilson and then you cycle through everybody you sign some Canadian dudes <laughs> and undrafted free agents some guys who are hungry and then uh, get them to buy in once and just, again and you know you find the new Richard Shermans and stuff so I think we're gonna. I hate to say it, but take a year off. A rebuilding year. Uh, well, I don't like to use that <laughs> Drop word. Drop the R-bomb. It's like you're not supposed to say recession or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But we'll be yeah, back there. I was so excited for the Eagles. Oh, man. Because so I was, was rooting I. against the Patriots, of course. <laughs> yes. And I thought of you while watching the Super Bowl. And I know you were at, like, a pretty... It's such a stressful experience. Oh, when God. your team is in the Super Bowl... Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. Because, yeah. and I don't know... The first Super Bowl I watched with the CX, and nobody at my, I, it was me, my future wife, not my wife at the time, and my friend, like from kindergarten, and that was it. I closed yes. the doors to everybody else, and my friend Mike got in somehow. I didn't even want him there because I was like, I don't want any shit talking if it goes bad. Yeah. And we won, and it was great. Perfect. Then the next year, I was cocky. 
Yeah. And I went to Arizona. Oh no. To, it was with the CX playing the Patriots. Everybody knows how it how it ends. Yeah. Horribly exactly. Pete for Carroll. Me. Call the pass yeah. play. Yeah, again. <laughs> I'm not going to make you really Looking back, it. the end of the era. But hey, if it makes you feel better, I lost a tremendous amount of money on that play as well. <laughs> it does make me feel I better. Had, I had Beast Mode as MVP and oh, Seahawks oh, money line. You were so lined up. Yeah. Anyway, so I, we went to Arizona and. I was like, some everybody was getting tickets like magically. Like my brother got tickets magically. My uh, a buddy of mine, Brian Moot, got a ticket match. Everybody was getting. So I was like, if I'm just around the stadium, maybe Something I'll get a ticket. But you know, I, I don't have any magic or whatever. So we didn't get tickets. And then you're at the stadium. and You're like, okay, we'll just go to a bar. That was the plan. So I'm in a group of like ten people, and we we go to a bar. But Arizona is filled with scumbags. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, who can't win college basketball the bar games. Owners, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And maybe the bar owners are just good capitalists or whatever, but it was like a friendly $100 cover charge God. to go into their bar and watch the Super Bowl. So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not, I can't do that. So we go to my buddy Brant's cousin's house. He has like 15... Pit bulls at his house. Oh my God. Like, Seems like, yeah, like yeah. A, that's a, not a recreational amount of pit bulls. Right. No, no, no. It's, uh, in Arizona, like the requirement is four, but 15 is a lot. So you try, that seems heavy even for me. So we have a party. Now, like when you have a Super Bowl party and your team is in the Super Bowl, it's like having a child's birthday party, but there's a 50% chance the child dies. That's how, that's really what it's like. Because I mean, with 15 pit bulls, the percentage has got to be higher <laughs> yeah. than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, way, it's way higher. The kid's a huge underdog to see the rest of this birth, to see next year. So obviously you know how what happens. Yes. And, and my wife is there and her friends came and all, you know, we have a group. And they're like, you know, they're like, oh, it sucks. <laughs> but all right, what are we going to do? Because on the West Coast, when the Super Bowl's over, it's like 8 o'clock. It's yeah, not, you can't. Still... But I'm like, I want to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to do it. like, you want to go out? So we go to this bar. It's the saddest bar with, like, pull tabs. And just, uh, it was horrible. So I don't know. I'm very happy the Eagles won because <laughs> it's a much better experience. Yeah, exactly. And so Malcolm you... Butler didn't play because of yes. that yeah, going out all night yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who ruined my life the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really Talk had your revenge on Malcolm. Then they do the whole thing. Oh, Belichick worked on that with him the week before the game. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, come on. The guy got extremely lucky. Let's Mr. just doing his homework over here. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. You got all beat right. by nerds. Well, guys, uh, we got a big game coming up, a little bit of trivia. But uh, before we do, I think it's time we get a little pep talk from Coach T. T, are you there? Woo! Woo! All right. Sean, boys. Now, uh, I'm a high school football coach. So uh, it's the off season for me. So I'm working my second job, selling vacation timeshares for Wyndham. So like a lot of you, I got to fill out a bracket for the office pool. And like a lot of you, my bracket's busted. <laughs> I had Miami going far this year. They lost in the first round to the University of Loyola Chicago? <laughs> who? <laughs> what? I'll tell you who. A lot of people don't know this. They had a brief run as a college powerhouse. 
back when other teams weren't playing more than two black players. <laughs> that was actually their claim to fame. In 1962, Loyola was the first college to play five black players at one time. In 1963, they won the NCAA championship. And then in 1964, everybody else said, we're doing that too, and they didn't win for decades. <laughs> And now they got some 98-year-old super fan who speaks to God? Am I watching a basketball game or is this a new Kim Burns documentary? <laughs> I had Arizona going all the way to the Final Four. You know, it's an embattled team. The coach is under fire. They got the best player in the country. They lost to Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo! Hey, Coach Miller, did you get your money's worth? You think anybody playing for Buffalo got paid $100,000 this semester? <laughs> and those kids actually deserved it. They moved to Buffalo. <laughs> and the one that really got me, I had Virginia winning it all. They lost to the number 16 seed, UMBC. Did you lose to a basketball team or did you lose to a bank? <laughs> UMBC, what? <laughs> that has never happened before. A 16 seed has never beat a number one seed in the men's tournament. No one got this right, except for Brenda. Brenda from the office pool got this right. I'm a coach. I know winning, okay? <laughs> I know what it feels like to have the heart of a champion beat inside of you. You know what Brenda likes to do? Brenda likes to knit sweatshirts <laughs> for her dogs. And that's why she got this one right because the UMBC mascot is the Retrievers. <laughs> the UMBC Golden Retrievers. And Brenda thought that was cute. <laughs> and the University of Virginia mascot is a Cavalier. And Brenda wasn't quite sure what that is. <laughs> God, back to you, Sean. Coach Wow, inspiring, fiery speech. I'm not sure what it's inspiring us to do, but. I don't know, to be angry, I guess. I'm way angry. It wasn't really inspiring, you're right, Cornell. It just got me fired up. I think yeah, I'm just still pissed off at my bracket. All right, guys, time for tonight's big game. This week, the big game is trivia based on one of the greatest athletes of all time. That's right, John Huck. He couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be here, so why not learn about John Huck? Cornell and Andrew, you guys are going to go head-to-head -head in John Huck trivia. All right, let's get this started. Question one, has John Huck ever hit a home run in a league game. Ah, let's see, there is T-ball. Yes. How old was he when he was still playing T-ball? <laughs> He's I'm an enigma, his career's an enigma. He loves baseball so much, I'm gonna go yes. Okay. Andrew, has John Huck ever hit a home run? 
I'm gonna go yes too, cause yeah, he's, I always see him wearing a Cubs jersey, so I feel like that should mean he's good at it. All right. Look how happy he is already. It's <laughs> gotta be a yes. <laughs> Let's take a listen, John. Yes. I had a pretty dominant T-ball year. <laughs> and I believe I led the league in home runs. Wow, led, led the league. league leader. All right, you guys are tied up 1-1. Question number two. What were John's last three sports-related injuries? <laughs> now, you don't have to get all of them right. I'll give you a point per correct answer. Okay, I'm definitely going to go with a uh, lower back injury of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I can see that happening. <laughs> um, uh, carrying too many basketballs or something. <laughs> too heavy. Um, uh, um, pulling a hammy seems like something he would do. Being not very um, flexible. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, broken nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew? Wait, did you say that when you looked at his nose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if he didn't break his nose? That's such a huge could get real, About to get real awkward, guys. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to say uh, groin pull, 100%. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go like a neck, kind of like a woke up the wrong way. And then, like, you know, when your neck's really stiff. And then turf toe. All right. <laughs> Let's hear it. John, give us your injuries. My last three sports-related injuries were, one, dislocated knee. Got that playing softball. Ooh. Two, dislocated knee. Got that playing softball in gym class in high school. And three, broken hand that I got playing football my oh, freshman dang. year. Look at this butte. <laughs> Still played. You gotta love it. If only they had shown his mangled hand before his mangled nose. Cordell <laughs> 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 really walked into that one. Oh, man. Oh. All right, question number three. If John Huck was an NBA player, what NBA player would he be? Now, uh, it could be recent. It, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint because he thought this guy was still playing in his answer, but he recently retired. It's gotta be uh, Brian Scalabrini. Okay. He's another red-headed man with the fucked up I'm not going <laughs> to say or deny. I will That's, not give you the yay or nay until Andrew gives his answer. That's excellent. Uh, I feel like John, the NBA might be the sport he follows the least. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he would think someone really old is still playing. <laughs> Could also so I'm be. I'm going to go with John Paxson. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hucky, what are you... If I was a current NBA player, I would obviously be Chris Kamen. Oh, <laughs> that really looks like it. That yeah, really yeah, looks yeah, like that it. That was good. That was good. All right, question number four. We got two left. Has John ever scored? He's always talking about hockey. Has he ever scored in a hockey shootout? Cornell? This seems like an obvious one he would say that would be yes. So it makes me think that no, he Ooh, hasn't. Reverse psychology. I like mm. it. Outsmarting this game. <laughs> Andrew? I'm going to say yes because I don't think he put that much thought into the. <laughs> you guys both have really good logic. Answers. All right. John? Um, no, I never ah, did yes. score in a shootout because I was not allowed to play hockey as a kid. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> ah. <laughs> 
That's such a great expression by Mama Huck. He did Trick. dislocate both knees playing softball. Probably the right decision. <laughs> she was, she was, she's like, trust me, I know my boy. All right, it's a 2-1, Cornell's up. Oh, no, Andrew, yes. we'll make this one double the points for yes. all the marbles. Question number five, what is John's least favorite part about hockey? Cornell, you can go first. <laughs> um, the penalty for fighting. Mm. <laughs> I like it. The bruiser. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the same the the rules when it comes to penalty box, like taking a guy out and having, you know, what I mean, five on four. Okay. Or maybe just the rules in general. Yeah, <laughs> rules. Just, just rules in general. Yeah. All right, John. What's your least favorite part? What is my least favorite part of hockey? I'm sorry if you got this wrong. This is a trick question. Oh. All of hockey is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Walked right yeah. into old Huckster's trick. You call yourself John Huck fan. <laughs> this is the only trivia game where the questions trick you. Uh, I'm going to have to burn my John Huck jersey. <laughs> we'll retire oh, it man. one day in the rafters. All right, guys, big thanks to Andrew Slater, Woo! Cornell Reed, and, of course, Coach T. All right, guys, before I go, I'd like to leave you with a haiku. Please cue my haiku music. My bracket sucks hard. Sean Green, no need for boss screen. One last, fuck Arizona. All right, that's it for Sean's Sports Show. Good night, everyone. Yeah.